Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Ijoma, the Ijoma podcast. You know how we do it over here. Come on. <laughs> okay, so it's been a long time um, since I put up my first episode, and y'all showed me amazing love. Um, and I feel so grateful, super grateful, super happy that people are actually rocking with me while I do this podcast. So I'm really glad. So thank you. Um, if you're new here, this is a space for black women, by a black woman, for African women, by an African woman. Um, the hope of this podcast is that we learn together, we share each other's stories, we listen to each other's stories, and really, just at the end of the day, we want to build amazing lives for ourselves. We want to have beautiful journeys um, that are not just for us, but for future generations of black women and African women. So yeah, that's what we're about. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Um, I think this will be a really fun one. <laughs> okay, so before we go into, I guess, what we'll be talking about today, I'm going to introduce a new, I guess, segment um, that I'll be having on this podcast, and it's called Who to Follow. So basically, with Who to Follow, it'll either be connected to the topic of the day or really just what I stumble upon like during like my week. Um, and it's basically Black women who are doing amazing things that I think are people that you can learn from, um, that are relatable, you know, and just other people who are sharing their talent and their gifts and all their wealth of knowledge with other Black people. So yeah, so for this week, the first person in my Who to Follow list is Leah. So Leah is a really good friend of mine, and she just launched a podcast called Electric Lady, and since the first episode, and it was amazing. Um, I've learned a lot from Leah over the years. She's an amazing person to have conversation with. And when she said she was starting a podcast, I was like, finally. Um, She had one before, but she stopped and then she started another one. This one is just her. The first one was with her and a friend. Um, But this one, I know we just have a lot of great things to look forward to. So follow her on her Instagram. Um, Her handle is electricladypod. So at L-E-C-T-R-I-C, lady, pod, P-O-D. And just to let you guys know what you're going to be, you know, getting from her, her bio says, tune into Electric Lady Podcast to engage and listen to phenomenal Black people from the diaspora and continents. Let's bridge that gap and listen. So that alone tells you that there's going to be a lot of things happening. And if there's one thing you can expect from Leah, it's a great conversation and an amazingly soothing voice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now let's get into what we're going to be talking about today. Oops, sorry. That was just my hairspray bottle <laughs> falling. But yeah, so for today, if you haven't noticed, we are in November, the greatest month of the year. Why is that? It's because it's my birthday month, gang gang. My birthday month, my mother's birthday month. Amazing people are born in November. It's all I'm going to say. Um, and... Wow, I will actually be turning 23 in, I think, exactly two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly two weeks. The 29th of November is my birthday, and I'll be turning 23. And child, let me tell you, I am going through it. I'm going through it. Wow. Um, If you're like me, birthdays are like a serious deal, probably more serious than Christmas. Like, I'm that person who celebrates my birthday month, <laughs> my birthday week, my birthday weekend. Um, I usually take off a lot of times my week of my birthday um, from work. But yeah, I love my birthday. I 
probably plan a lot of major life decisions around my birthday. Um, that's how important it is to me. But yeah, so if you're like me, like with celebrating my birthday, I go through a lot of self-reflection. Um, just, you know, figuring out like where am I in my life? How are things going? And with that comes a lot of self-judgment. And I know this month I've definitely found myself just sitting and wondering what am I doing with my life? Um, and really like, why do I feel like I'm not getting anywhere? Why do I feel like I'm not progressing? Why do I feel like I'm not where 16 year old me said, hmm, this is where you'll be at 23. I'm not there. And I was like, okay, let's talk about that today in the podcast. And so basically I want to talk about how do we handle those moments when we feel like life is just not going the way we hoped it would be? For me, I do that by self-reflecting. I do that by just literally sitting down, a lot of times journaling, how did my year actually go? Um, I used to have a blog and in my blog right now, I probably have over 200 drafts. And if you look through all of them, they're all self-reflection posts. And so that's how I like to just deal with things. I like to write, I like to speak, I like to listen to music, whatever, whatever. But I would do a lot of like journaling of where is my life going? Um, And hopefully that serves as a reminder for just, I'm doing okay. And to be honest, it can't get any worse. Hopefully, hopefully it can't get any worse. It can only get better from here. So let's get into that. Let's get into my self-reflection that hopefully speaks to you um, and your life and reassuring you that your life is okay. It's really okay. So if you are an African child and most especially a Nigerian child like myself, you've probably been told that school is not done until you've gone to grad school. Yeah. So what that means is there's a lot of pressure on you when you graduate on your undergrad to just go straight into grad school. Like I remember when I was graduating in 2017 and I literally had aunties and uncles calling me just like, oh, what are your next steps? What are you doing now? And when I would be like, I don't know, like I just wanna, I wanna work, you know, things like that. They would be like, nope, that's not what you're doing. You have to go to school, you have to go start your masters. And it was always like, you know, if you don't start your master's right away, you're going to forget about school and you're just not going to do it. You'll just, you know, let it be in the back burner. And to be honest, really coming from a good place, yes. Like, I know all the advantages that come with higher education, that come with um, just getting more things on your resume, getting more things that speak to your skills, your experiences, your knowledge, and all of those great stuff. Especially in an industry like mine, where it can be very heavily regulated, um, but also especially as a Black immigrant woman, as a woman who is usually younger than her career peers, as a woman who is just a, a Black woman, like we know how the system is set up against us. So having more things on my belt is never a bad thing. The bad part of it though was that it puts an insane amount of stress on my mind. Like you have no idea. I I literally applied to grad school in my last year of university. And oh my God, I was actually going to study um, mediation and conflict resolution. I know, what? And to be honest, 
The only reason why I picked that was because one, it seemed pretty straightforward and it really did bridge that gap for me between social sciences and law because I wanted to be a lawyer when I was younger. I mean, I always felt like there was a part of me that was in, you know, some sort of like the legal system, the le- you know, legal studies. I was like, oh, mediation, conflict resolution. You're kind of there, but you're not. So it's okay. It's a good, it's a good middle ground. Um, but can I tell you that I'm so thankful, like super thankful that I didn't go. I'm so thankful that I didn't start my program because Lord knows I would have regretted it. And not because I wouldn't have found ways to make it relevant to my life. Because I would have. Like, it's school. I spend money on it. I will. <laughs> I will make it work. I'm an Nigerian child. I will make it work. The issue was that I would have been super disappointed. Because it would have not been driven by any passion. And I think that's the most important thing. When you're pursuing post-secondary. When you're pursuing postgraduate studies. Because especially if you spent an undergrad just hating your program. Like I spent three and a half years of my life calling probably 80% of my classes useless because truly I don't think I learned anything new. Um, I don't think I was pushed. I don't think school wasn't like undergrad wasn't really exciting for me. And so I knew that like when I would go to grad school, I wanted it to be something that I was going to absolutely enjoy. Something that's would, wouldn't make me feel like I was wasting another three or four or two years of my life. I just wanted it to be impactful for me. So with all of that going on, you know, family telling me you need to go do grad school, me telling myself, no, find something you really love. Like I was stressed and just saying stress is an understatement. Like every year for the past three, four years, so literally since I graduated, I feel like every year I've told my family, I've told my friends, okay, this is the year I'll start grad school. This is the year. This is the year. And each year, I didn't start. (laughs) Each year, I didn't. But guess what? This year is a different story. And to be honest, there's a lot of things that go into it being a different story. Like this past year, so 2020, even with all the nonsense going on in the world, the pandemic, things going on in Nigeria, things going on as usual for black people in North America, just life in general hasn't been that great. Um, Like society in general hasn't been that great. The world in general hasn't been that great. But for me, 2020 has been an amazing year because at least towards the end of 2019, I left a job that was most definitely detrimental to my mental health. I literally dreaded going into work every single day I left another job that I only started as an excuse to move um, from full-time to part-time in the job that I hated because they wouldn't let me move to part-time. Can you imagine? Another story for another day because, y'all, I have stories about work. (laughs) But then so I left those two jobs and I found a job that I absolutely love. A job that gives me so much space to grow my interests and it's teaching me so much about like my industry and like where I actually see my career going, you know, like, and the most important thing for me was having that space to just grow and learn, but then also having a team that didn't stress me out. Like I work best when I know I have people I can rely on, but they just trust me to do my work. You don't stress me out. And that's what I have in my current job. Like for the most part, I'm not stressed out by my team. Um, and I love that. I just love, I just love 
loving going into work every day. I literally love that. And even though I work late a lot of days, even though I probably work every weekend, um, I'm still really happy. And I definitely feel like being discontent and like happy and joyful in my work is probably part of what pushed me to now start applying to grad school again. Because for the most part, the other stressor in my life, which was a really big stressor, just is now non-existence. So I found a program that I really loved. I actually found three programs that I really loved. Um, and they give me so much flexibility to just learn. But the one, one in particular, it's an online program because Lord knows I cannot do traditional school anymore. It's just not for me. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't sit in a class and listen to people say nonsense and I'll be able to, like, I, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of fighting in classroom. I just want my education to be a breeze. I want that. So an online program that is self-paced was super important for me. And this one in particular allows me to have more than one focus. Um, so I'm really great. I'm sorry. I'm really grateful for that. Um, so I applied, I applied and I'm glad to say that I got accepted earlier this month. <laughs> And officially as of, well, officially as of later today, I will be a master's candidate. <laughs> so I will be putting master's candidate on my resume, in my LinkedIn, low-key Facebook. Like, who can tell me anything? No one. But yeah, so that's been my life career-wise. So now let's move away from the career part of things and like my schooling part of things and go into my personal life, I guess. And so again, if you're an African child like myself, you have your African aunties who love to tell you how your life should be going. And mind you, these people are not always like your blood relative auntie. Like for the most part, they, they may not even be related to you. They're probably just like family friends or maybe aunties from church or aunties who live on your street, like anything, anything. But because they're your elders, they feel like they have some sort of say in your life. And for some reason, there's this magic age of 24 that African aunties feel like, yeah, this is the age for marriage. At 24, you're, you're mature enough, you know? At 24, you should be ready to start having kids because obviously they don't want you having kids when you're 30, but then why not? But anywho, that's another story for another day as well. So I'm turning 24 next year, which technically means in African anti eyes at 23, I should know who I'm getting married to. <laughs> I should probably be engaged in African anti eyes, which is so funny because these are the same people who will tell you all through when you're in undergrad, don't date, focus on your books now, focus on your studies. You know, these men, they'll distract you, but as soon as you graduate, as soon as you're out of school. Oh yeah, now where's your husband? Uh -uh. When will you give us children? Come on, all of this, that's what the nurse are telling you. And it's so funny because on average, like I feel like most people graduate from their undergrad between like 21, 23, even with Nigerian standards, where people usually start school at like 17 or 16. Like usually 21 to 23 is when you graduate. So you don't really have a lot of time by their, you know, based on their standards. So like find a husband because, okay. I feel like there needs to be a whole episode on the struggles of 
like the stress of dating and marriage and all of this as an African child. I'm thankful that I don't really feel it as much because my mother doesn't stress me. Her family doesn't really stress me. It's every other person who stresses me out. And I feel like also need a whole other episode on experiences of dating as a black woman in my city. Dating as an African woman, dating as a fat woman, dating as a woman who knows what she wants, who has her career figured out at a, such a young age. Because it's... <laughs> what I tell you, I'm over it. Believe me, I'm over it. <laughs> but, okay, so I saw this tweet the other day. Let me find it and let me read it out to you. Basically, it was about dating and I feel like I really resonated with this. So the tweet said, okay, there's some words that I will not be using because my mother listens to this podcast. So I will be replacing the word and you probably know what word it is when I say it. After living with a man, I realized I was not built for a real committed relationship right now. Men like to be catered to and to be honest, at 22, I'd rather do my makeup and make videos for my IG. Bye. (laughs) And I felt that. I felt that. I truly feel like our 20s are about us. Like in your 20s, you want to be setting a foundation for your future. You want to be hustling. You want to be achieving your dreams. You truly want to just build a solid foundation and figure out who you are. You want to make sure that like where your future now goes, you're a whole person who's able to truly just, I don't even know how to say this, but your 20s are for you. Your 20s are for you to build. Your 20s are for you to figure out yourself. Your 20s are for you to have fun and not be stressed by everything else. Because let me tell you, life is already stressful. Why add someone else? And if that's, you know, like if you figure it out early enough and you are married at 20, have fun. That's good. But for me, that's not where I'm at. Where I'm at is I'm trying to think of grad school. I'm trying to think of my life. I'm trying to actually like be financially responsible and financially stable enough to raise kids with or without a man to have a husband, but then know that I have things going on for myself. So therefore you're, you cannot talk to me anyhow. You cannot. So all of those things, but then I also want to figure out who I am. Like there's so much of myself that I'm still learning at 22 at 23 that I don't want to now also include someone else who's also figuring all of that out at the same time. Like I feel like one person should have to figure it out if anything and the other one of us, you know, then we can figure it out. But to have two people figuring things out at the same time, nah, it's just not for me. Which is so weird because I am the kind of person who loves to date. Like I love the process of dating. I love going out. I love meeting people. Like dating can be really fun. Um, But I'm also past the point in my life where I'm just dating for fun. Because I've done that. I've been there. I've had fun relationships. I've met, you know, interesting people. And to be honest, I've had a good time. I've had a good time. But I'm no longer in a place in my life where I want to just be like, okay, and you're my boyfriend for two months, you know, because I just want to have fun. Like, I don't, I don't want that anymore. Like, I want to know that if I'm actually going to invest time in a person, I can at least imagine some sort of good future for us. And if I can't do that, I'm not, I'm not getting into any sort of relationship with you. Like, I'm that person who will spend six months a year saying let's not put a label on things because i really want to figure out before i call you my boyfriend before i call you my man i truly want to see who you are you know so the dating process for me is a very long process 
um, before I now decide we're in a relationship and I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. Like with everything going on, I just truly can't see myself committing to a man right now. I just can't. Um, I told one of my aunties <laughs> the other day that I truly don't expect myself to be married till I'm like 30. And she had a fit, like she threw a fit. She was like, no, don't say that. Um, no, no, no. She was like, you're at a really great place in your life. You have a job you love, you know, you're, you're, you know who you are. Like if a man comes, that's fine. You know, like if he comes now, beautiful, but let's not push him away because we're saying, oh, we don't have to be married till 30. And that's not what I'm saying. Like I, I'm, if, if, if I meet a man tomorrow who is like, you take all the boxes, you are strong in who you are. Um, you've worked through all your past trauma. You have a plan for your future, like all of these things. I would, I would be okay getting into a relationship with you, but knowing also that before I say I will marry you, I need to be at a certain point in my life. And most people don't want to be dating someone for like, at least I don't want to be dating someone for six years and still no ring. <laughs> what am I? What am I? That I'm just here with you six years. Yeah, I'm not your wife. Am I mad? And are you crazy for you to allow that to happen? Like I, you know, two, three years and then we get married sort of thing. And for me, two, three years from now is what? 25, 26. I'm not ready at 25, 26. Because 25, 26, I'm just hopefully finishing up with grad school and there's still so much to do before i'm like okay i'm financially able to if anything happens raise a child on my own and i you know i just i don't know that's what i'm dealing with right now that's that's where i'm at with like dating relationships all of that um and i feel like we can have a longer topic and like a longer discussion probably like a whole series on dating well i'll say about that but all that to say that I'm at a pretty good place in my life. I'm happy. I'm at a job that I completely love. I'm taking off boxes one by one for my future. I have an amazing family. I have a solid group of friends. I have sisters that I love and adore, you know, that support me, hold me up, all of that. Like I'm more than content with where I'm at in my life. And to be honest, this last year, like last year, as of my birthday last year, my reflection wasn't that great. It really wasn't. But if there's one thing that I took from all of that learning and all of that frustration, it was peace. Choosing peace each day, regardless of what I'm going through. Choosing peace with the understanding that my current suffering will not be my forever. And choosing peace knowing that last last, God has got me. And truly, I have no reason to worry. And I was reading, while I was reading, I'm Christian, so while I was reading like my Bible today and all of that, I came across this verse that I feel like really, you know, summarize what I, what I want to offer all of you today. And it's Psalms 27 verses one to three. And it says, and this is the message um, translation. Okay, so it says, light, space, zest, that's God. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. When vandal hordes ride down, ready to eat me alive, 
those bullies and toughs fall flat sorry fall flat on their faces when besieged i'm calm as a baby when all hell breaks loose i'm collected and i'm cool that's what i want that's the one thing i learned from last year is regardless of all the chaos regardless of all that is going on peace like i just want to have peace through all of it i want to have peace to be able to see to be able to have hope to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel to be able to see okay this is just one door that i have to get to the other door and shut this one like you know because if not we're all just like our heart is going to just always be heavy so before i close this episode Another segment I'm going to be starting is, well, I started a playlist on Spotify um, that's really just called, let me find it really quick. So it's a playlist where I'll just like be, depending on what we're talking about, I will be adding them to, like adding songs that relate to the topic to that playlist. So these are all going to be songs by black women, (laughs) by women that inspire me. And I just want and hope that if you're like me, and sometimes words don't do it, um, you need to hear music and that speaks to you a little better, then hopefully the music can speak to you instead. So my songs for this week, the first one is called Altitude by Tiana Major 9. Um, A really great song, so just listen to it when you have the time. The other one is called Unstoppable by Corin Hawthorne, um, also an amazing song. So I, the playlist is called It's a Vibe, <laughs> in brackets, Idrama. I will be putting this, like I'll be putting the link to it in the description. So feel free to just click on it and listen to the songs when you get a chance. Um, but for the most part, I just want to offer you today, I want to offer you peace. To everyone who's listening, you know, to you who is listening, even when things are not going the way we expect. And maybe we feel like our life is eating at us. Just take a breath and invite peace in. Because (laughs) let me tell you, there will always be issues. There will always be things stressing us out. But at the end of the day, even if it gets to us, we need to put things and people in place that remind us to invite peace in. For me, that was my mom. Whenever I would call her, oh my God, last year? Oh my God, that was ghetto, a ghetto year. Whenever I would call my mom, literally in tears, crying and in pain, she would literally pray for peace for me. She would pray for peace to come over me and she would tell me, pray for an answer of peace. Pray that you will have peace throughout your journey and at the end of it, because without peace, your heart will always be heavy. You'll always be anxious. You'll always be worrying. But with peace, you realize this is just part of the struggles of life. And in the moment, it's so hard to do. It's so hard to just like give this, you know, just say, okay, these struggles are not my own. They are just struggles. And see something else coming, you know, to be able to see the light and have hope. Ah, it's not easy. I can tell you from experience, it's not easy at all. But to end this episode, I'm speaking peace into all your lives. Peace within yourselves, peace in your relationships, peace in your hustle, whether that is school or work, whatever. Just peace in your journey and peace in your future. 
I'm speaking peace upon you. So as always, um, eat drama, go in peace, have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful journey. And I hope that I see you, well, that you return and listen to another episode. Um, I'm really hoping and I'm going to be really trying to have at least two episodes out a month. Um, but if not, when they come, just follow me on social media at the Jama Podcasts. Um, follow this podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, follow it so you can be notified when there's new episodes. Um, but yeah, I speak peace upon you. Ijoma. See you in the next episode. Bye.